the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Don't, don't you tell me home remedies don't work. Take some figs and lay it upon these boils, upon this boil. In Isaiah, Hezekiah, from the word of Isaiah, Hezekiah recovered. Figs. They tell me that there's so much nutrient in figs. Well, a lot of people don't like figs. Let me tell you something. When your body ain't feeling right, you ought to eat whatever it takes to feel better. Amen. I remember my mama used to stumble in the bedroom with them three sixes. Man, that stuff was so terrible. That was the devil's brew right there. But you know what? After you gulp that stuff down and squeeze your face muscles all tight, it wouldn't be too very long you start feeling better. Am I right about it? Amen. Them home remedies work, man. You stick a nail in your foot, mama say get the fat back. She put the fat back on there, tied up with a rag, and it pulled the poison out. See, in days like these, you kids don't know nothing about them home remedies. Them home remedies work, man. Huh? You all tight up, get some Epsom salt, put that big foot down in there. Amen. Get healed in the name of Jesus. All healing come from Jehovah Rapha. Every bit of it comes from the Lord. Put them figs on there. And he recovered. Verse 8. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, This sign shall thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he hath spoken. Huh? His word ought to be enough. Amen. I ain't got no help in his. His word ought to be enough. So what happened when his word doesn't unfold? I don't know. But this I do know. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. See, because this, 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 this environment in which we are living is filled with all kinds of spirits. All kinds of spirits are in this environment. That's why these, these demons have some of God's people not believing in healing no more because they've been sick so long. Let me tell you something. One word from God can change everything. I say one word from God can change everything. One word from God. Verse 9. And Isaiah said the sign. This sign. Shall I have of the Lord. That the Lord will do the thing. That he had spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees. Or go back 10 degrees. And Hezekiah answered. It is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Nay. But let the shadow return backward 10 degrees. And Isaiah the prophet. Cried unto the Lord. And he brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards by which it had gone down 
in the dial of Ahaz. See, they even had they even had Gucci watches back then. The Lord reversed it. Now, verse twenty, same chapter, verse twenty-one. And Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and Manasseh, his son, reigned in his stead. That was the problem right there that those fifteen years brought. And it created a mass problem for the children of Israel because of Manasseh. See, sometimes, you know, I'm blessed to have son and daughter and grandchildren and all that. I thank God for them. They have not brought no great embarrassment upon the family and all that. Not to say, you know, they probably wouldn't caught like some of y'all. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, it's a blessing to have good health your health is your wealth and it's such a blessing to wake up even when you don't feel good when you wake up it's still a blessing to wake up and be able to get up but we have to embrace the fact that one of these days we leave it but you know when you consider Hezekiah's defense he talked about all the things that he had done that was good. But that was still no justification for him not dying. It was left up to the Lord to let him live. But we ought to do good. Can I get a witness? But doing good ain't going to necessarily keep you here. Okay? We should go about doing good. Now, this Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer, is still in the healing business. Now let's look at Jesus. Excellent. Let's look at him. Because all of the covenant names of God is wrapped up in one name and that name is Jesus. So Jehovah Rapha is Jesus. Jehovah Titskanu is Jesus. Jehovah Jireh is Jesus. Jehovah M. Kadesh is Jesus. El Elyon is Jesus. Jesus is God in the flesh. And it's powerful to know the man. It's good to know Jesus. I ain't trying to sell you something. It's good to know Jesus. And the pardon of your sins. And the healing power of God is so great until you don't even have to be saved to be healed. You don't have to be saved to be healed. All right, let's jump knee deep into the New Testament. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. I don't know about you, but I have embraced death. I just want to let you know that. So if you hear that I'm gone, I'm fine. But I ain't trying to go today. (laughs) I ain't trying to go today. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I ain't ready to go today. Preacher was preaching hard one time. You know, Baptist preachers, they like amens. You have to say amen to keep a Baptist preacher moving. Church was on fire and everybody was screaming, hollering. It was a revival service and preacher raised the question. If you want to go to heaven, let me see you raise your hand Everybody raised their hand except a little boy way in the back of the church. 
That bothered the preacher. So he said it one more time, hoping that the little boy would raise his hand too. The little boy was standing back there. Everybody here want to go to heaven? Won't you raise your hand? Everybody just shouting and screaming, hands all up. The little boy didn't raise his hand. You know, Baptist preachers sometimes have an attitude too. You may have noticed that. Preacher said, everybody be quiet. Little boy, come up here. He said, I asked this question twice. How many of you in here want to go to heaven? And you didn't raise your hand. Why? He said, because I thought you was trying to get a load up to lead tonight. <laughs> oh, Could have got some help in here. See, <laughs> we all want to go to heaven, but <clears throat> not now. Don't you be in no hurry to leave. You want to live all your life. You, you want to be happy. You want to see your grandchildren. You want to see your seed seed. Some things are worth living for. Dying will take care of itself. Can't get a witness in here. Live. 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 Live on purpose. Live. Live to God's glory. Live. Learn to be happy. Learn to laugh. Learn to love. Learn to be kind. Learn to forgive. Learn to give. Live. Live. Until your dying day. And whatever disturbs your peace. To try to drive your blood pressure up through the top of your cranial cavity. Cast it out. Quit taking your children everywhere you go that's cutting up. Leave them with the Lord and learn how to laugh and learn how to live. And learn how to be happy. And learn to do well. Live. I plan on living all of my life. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Mama's gone. Daddy's gone. My brother James. My sister Glenda. My sister Helen. All that I was raised up in the house with. All them are gone. I don't bemoan that fact. I've not gone to one of their grave sites. I'm not trying to run your life, but they are not there. They're asleep in the bosom of Jesus. I'm going to be happy. I was telling somebody just yesterday, they was moaning the death of their nephew. I told him, man, don't give the devil a twofer. He said, what's a twofer? I said, your nephew dead, now you going to die? I know these sound like harsh words in days like these. You have to almost weigh every word. You know, be real careful what you say. Careful how you say it. By then, folks would fallen dead five times. Just tell them. Speak the truth in love. There ought not to be nobody in your life right now. If they leave, you can't live. Oh, I need to say that again. There ought not to be nobody in your life right now. If they leave, you can't live. That's your life. Take care of it. 
Amen. Matthew 4, 23 through 25. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing some. Healing what? And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments and those who were possessed with demons and those who were epileptics and those who had the palsy and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond the Jordan. They followed him. He healed all of them. Matthew chapter 8. Verses 1 through 4. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See that thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Back up into verse 3. Jesus said, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now here we have to resolve in our minds what God's will is for every living creature. And that is for them to be healed. I was telling somebody yesterday and, 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 you know, the Lord gave this to me. There are great complexities in this world. And a lot of these great complexities we won't understand. So what am I saying? There are hostile forces in the environment in which we find ourselves even right now. These hostile forces are lying spirits. And a lot of times people, when they find out that they are sick, now they're trying to find some healing scriptures which could very well be too late be, simply because now I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that God cannot heal on a 911. I'm not saying that, but don't you think it's better if these scriptures grew up in you and you knew what your covenant rights were and you knew what God's desire and will was for your life. So they wanted to know right here, will you heal me? And Jesus said, yeah, I don't have no problem. I will. So now we see that it is God's will for you to be in health. But see these hostile forces and getting these bad reports from the doctor, if your faith does not rise up to the level of whatever is told you, then you're going to find yourself struggling. To do what? Struggling to believe. That's why it's so important to bring children up in the word. And the word can grow up in them. And then they can become warriors on the front line and they can teach their children and their children can teach their children what your benefits are in Christ. See, because a lot of times people are desperate for healing and they're trying to make themselves believe. See, we saw that in the case when Jesus could there do no mighty works except lay his hands on a few sick folk and heal them. And he marveled because of what? Of their unbelief. Just like we cannot make ourselves believe, we cannot make ourselves get healed. And when you think about the hostility of this environment that we call earth and all these lying spirits and all these evil reports, 
and all the things that's going on around us, man, to live in a world like this, you got to be full of it. Faith that is. Because the devil will come to you, man, and tell you that you're not going to make it and all your labor's in vain and, and, and whatever the doctor says you're bound by that. Listen, I would rather be bound by what God's word says. In whatever area of my life I need that word, I would, I would be better off believing God even though I don't understand it, I believe it. Can I get a witness? All right. Matthew chapter 8. Key in on verse 14. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto him or fixed him some food. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with demons. And he cast out the spirits with his word. And heal all that was sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Bore means to carry. So where did he carry our sicknesses to? To Calvary. Those stripes put on Jesus' back was for our healing. Now, there's an age-old argument. People say, well, healing is not in the atonement. In other words, when Christ died on that cross, healing was not there and made readily available for anyone. I disagree with that. Because Jesus himself was there. He was the anointed one and is the anointed one from God, and the stripes was on his back. So if the stripes was on his back and he was on the cross, then he bore our sickness in his own body on the tree. So I got a right to be healed. Because healing is the children's bread. The woman that had to issue blood. She reasoned within herself. She said now if I could but touch the hem of Jesus' garment. I can get my healing. She pressed her way through the crowd. And she touched the hem of the border of his garment. And virtue went out of Jesus. Went into this woman's fingertips. Went through her body and into her spirit, into her soul realm. Came back out and brought the sickness out with it and the woman was made whole. So where does the sickness set itself up? In our flesh. In our flesh. Sickness sets up in our flesh and it lays hold in our soul realm. The soul is the seat and heart of the mind, the will, and the emotions, and the intellect. So if I believe that I'm sick, now here's another thing. If I believe that I'm sick, I'm going to hurry up and believe that he's also a healer. And you see, if I believe that the price that Christ paid at Calvary on that cross, that his blood is good for the forgiveness of my sins and that that sacrifice that he made was accepted by God which issued salvation because Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He went into hell and got the keys 
And the third day he came back with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. So if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, from the dead, then I'm saved because the Bible says I am. Well, by the same token, if he bore my sickness in his own body on the tree, and I can believe that his blood is good for the forgiveness of my sin, then why can I not believe that the stripes on his back was good for my healing? Are y'all getting this? Because God don't want you worried about things you can't understand. Things you can't understand, believe. That will help you out. That will get you through a whole lot of this head scratching stuff, trying to see before you believe. No, we have to believe to see. The goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We have to believe to see his goodness, his grace, and his mercy toward us. So if he carried my sickness to Calvary, then by his stripes I believe that I'm healed. Because everything on Jesus was good enough for God to accept it. So when they whipped him, those stripes provided my healing. Now, I have to turn my faith loose in order for it to be realized and in order for the power of God to manifest itself. Acts chapter 10. Acts the 10th chapter. I knew what the message was going to be this morning. I heard the rain and I said, okay. A lot of people that should be here heard a clap of thunder and that was it. Yeah. It was really raining where I live. But you know the way I am. I mean, I, I would be in church if I wasn't a pastor. I mean, you know, that's a commitment that I have uh, to the Lord all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Are you in Acts chapter 10? Look at verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing some. Healing what? Healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And if you notice, the only people that Jesus was not able to heal were those that didn't believe. <laughs> Think about it. The only folk he was not able to heal were those that did not believe. Everyone who believed got their healing. See, that's why we don't really know, when you think about it, we don't really know what is in the, in the heart and the minds of those that we are laying hands on. We don't know where their faith level is. We don't know that. We don't know how sometimes people struggle even to get their bills paid. And, and God has already put in his word, I'm going to supply all your need. We don't know the spiritual state and standing of people just because we talk to them and you text them. You don't know where they are. You don't know where they are. And then a lot of times, you know, when people go to church on Sunday morning, depending on what they're hearing, a, a lot of times people don't necessarily hear what they need to hear 
And sometimes it's not that it's not spoken. It's just that people are drawn away playing on their cell phones. There's a lot of stuff be going on at the church. A lot of things be happening. Sometimes it may take 10 or 15 years for a person to hear a sermon that's been preached 15 or 20 times while they was in the congregation. And they just heard it today. Almost make you want to choke some people sometime if it wasn't for law enforcement. Now, where have you been? Oh, pastor, that was such a great sermon today. Just bless my heart. You really preach it. I, you know, it, stuff like that sort of upset me because what have I been doing all these years? You finally had a problem that got your attention. So now you ain't taking notes today in church. Ain't nobody passing you nothing. You are focused. Why does it take pain to get our attention? Why does it take tribulation for us to listen? We ought to be able to be happy and listen. Joyful and listen. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Make sure you got the right one, baby. With the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So that tells me that oppression is a force that will take over and enforce sickness upon us if we don't believe. We have to believe in order to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Healing is the children's bread. We got a right to be healed. We have access to healing. We ride on the wings of healing through our belief system. And no matter what's going on in your body, no matter where the pain may be, no matter where the confusion may be, God even cares about your hair to the point that he can heal your hair. Well, I pray for my, I pray for my head quite often. <laughs> I do. Oh, I do, I do. I do. But I'm confident that when I see the Lord, head full of hair. Head full of hair. Head full of hair. So whatever you're dealing with today, don't laugh at my head. Now, see, that's another thing you have to be careful of. When you laugh at people whose head is challenged, God may give you one like it. Uh, it took me a long time to get used to the fact that my hair was gone. I'm just being personal with you. It took me a long time. One of these days, I'm going to show you a picture of how long my hair was. I remember those days. But in life, I've learned that when you pray, you have to adapt and adjust. Because the devil will trap you in that, in that thing right there, and you'll be miserable. Some of you all probably won't even be coming out of the house because you know what? You're wearing a weave now. I'm not trying to be a comical. See, sometimes things change. But you can't allow what's changing around you and to you to make you a prisoner in your own house. Oh, you understand that? You can't become a prisoner in your own house. If you fat, love the fluff, baby. Huh? If, if you real thin, let me tell you something. People or spending thousands of dollars to get to be your size. Learn how to love the person you are. 
And let God make you the person he wants you to be. You can't be all that and all them people. So just be yourself. Just be yourself. One last scripture, Mark 16. 16 chapter Mark. Is anybody getting anything out of this? I certainly pray that you are because we need it. We need it. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. He said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name shall they cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. God has a captive audience right here. Huh? They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Huh? Ain't that in your Bible? Now let me come down here because I need to talk to you up close and personal. And I really need for you to hear what I'm about to say. What the Lord gave me to say. Okay. You remember Elisha? A messenger of God, right? He died, right? Remember Hezekiah? Even though the figs were placed on the boil and he recovered, he still died. Right? Jesus, this is powerful, when he told us and commissioned us to preach the word everywhere, he also told us to lay hands on people. Now get this. That means then that we are standing in his stead. We are standing representing him in his kingdom and his power to his glory. Which means then that we as believers should believe what he told us to do and then do it. And if we leave we would have left some hill folk behind. So we're standing in his place. So by the mere fact that we are believers, we should not be disbelieving. So the Lord want to use you to get somebody healed today. And to not be cynical. Well, what's the use of getting healed and you're going to die? Well, let's just deal with getting healed so we can feel better, have a quality of life, and then when this life is over, we'll go to be with the Lord. Amen? Is that fair enough? Anybody in here want to live a healthy life? Yeah. A happy life? Yeah. A good life? Yeah. A life with no headaches and no backaches? Yeah. yeah, that's what this is about. Because we know if the Lord delay is coming, we're leaving. But ain't no need of sitting up getting ready to leave. Huh? Why are you sitting up getting ready to leave? We want to live. And to every believer in here, Start laying hands on people. That's what you've been called and commissioned to do. Even Jesus died. But praise God he got up. Am I right about it? Praise God he got up. He died, but he got up. He got up so that we can live through him 
and do what he told us to do. Ain't no need to try to figure out. Listen, cancer, leukemia, diabetes, it does not matter. All healing comes from God. He's Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that do what? Healeth thee. Folk don't need healing in the grave. Their bodies don't need, they're not even in the body. So we need to deliver ourselves in our own mind from all cynical thinking. And just start doing what the man told us to do. He says, I'm getting ready to go to heaven. But what I need for you to do, I need for you to get ready to go into all the world. Because I'm getting ready to go into heaven. And I'm going to empower you to go in there and lay hands on the sick. Now think about it. If you go witnessing knocking on doors and somebody say, I got a grandmother back there. She's 98 years old. You know, would you lay hands on her? You're going to be at a deficit as a believer. Talking about, well, you know, I don't, I don't believe in healing. You shouldn't be knocking on doors then. You shouldn't be knocking on doors. You got a full benefit package. You can lay hands on folk that can speak with tongues. You can lay hands on folk that can get healed. You can deliver the word. They can get saved. You can pray their strength in the Lord. I mean, you are equipped for ministry. Do it. Do it. And do it with zeal. And do it with all your might. Leave the results up to God. Leave the results up to God. Now the question is, will I do his will and There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. 
The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.